want to wait. We don't want to wait. <laughs> My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie, and this is season nine. Welcome to season nine. Season nine, the, the penultimate season, Clark's oh. darkest hour. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> it's stripped down. Oh, man, we're we a dark a, show now. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Listen, listen. <laughs> we need, you know, Christopher Nolan is big time at this point. We need some dark stuff happening. Really? And you know what? Clark just uh-huh. faced Doomsday, that and and uh, uh, a horrible personal tragedy happened. I mean, I know, I understand that Clark is going through something, and that Chloe is mourning the loss of her fiance or her husband. Mm. Her, forgot her husband. Yeah. But these are not the people I remember. These are not our characters. Chloe doesn't speak like Chloe speaks. Mm. I want fun. I want lightness. I want levity. I want, <laughs> and this is yeah. really like it's so dark. They've they've darkened Clark's hair. Yeah, he's like uh, he's got like almost like shaggy emo hair now. He's almost got like yeah. Spider Man three hair. <laughs> the way the bangs yeah. come down sometimes. And you know what I realized? This is the season I saw live. Oh. Not season eight. Oh, really? It was season nine that I watched. So you're like, oh, this I is familiar. Like, I was like, oh, this is familiar. And I remember now why I only watched two episodes of it because I hated it because it was bad. <laughs> because I said, oh, this is Smallville. No, thank you. So you, I thought you said you watched it to the end. You like watched uh, the last couple seasons to the end. Or I thought you said you started in season uh, eight. Or you I watched don't. back and forth. You, now you're seeing I, only I a think, couple episodes. I think I remember seeing Odyssey uh-huh. because I remember that was the, the beginning Justice of season League. eight. Yeah, I remember seeing Black Canary and The Flash oh, okay. and Aquaman. I remember that, unless they come back later. But I remember seeing this and thinking, "Who are these people? What's going on? This is cheap. This is stripped." Down Friday night, you know, time slot. This is not. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it is. It it is. uh, Is dark. It is definitely we're towards the end of the series. Um, I, I, I think this is an interesting direction. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, we were definitely getting some good, good feeling superheroics last, uh, last season, and I think we're going to work our way back into that. But, uh. Clark is uh, trying to divorce himself from humanity, and also Chloe is uh, Chloe is this is Chloe's darkest hour too. I mean, she's lost Jimmy, and uh, you know we we in this first episode, Clark really lets her down. You know, she's not thinking clearly, of course, but you know, um, and uh, and gosh, Oliver, Oliver's on a dark path too. Everybody's yeah. headed into the dark world. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we should get into it. And okay. Like you said, Friday nights they moved to 8 p.m. Friday nights, and um, uh, the other bit of news I have for you is uh, Kristen Crook is uh, recurring on Chuck now, and this is the time when she's she's dropping by, uh, and also Tom won a Teen Choice Award for Best TV Actor. Mm. So, <laughs> so Kristen's living in Hollywood. I guess so. Uh, beats me. I don't know where do they film Chuck. Probably, I, I'm thinking that's a Hollywood show, right? Uh huh. Yeah. All right. I think. So let's get into uh, our premiere episode, Savior. And yeah, you you think this like this tone is different 
Yeah, it's different, but these are still the same people that are, I mean, this is Brian Satters and Kelly Peterson, who's who've been here since I pretty much the beginning. I can't remember. They've been here a long time, and they are the showrunners now. So, okay, well, I hope they turn it around quick. <laughs> this is the one where Clark has a problem breaking ties. That's what I wrote. So, breaking ties, breaking ties with people, or ripping ties off his uh, off his person as he's. <laughs> Turning into his new costume We'll, we'll talk about that uh, <laughs> I, We start off with a nice Exterior shot of Watchtower And I just wanted to say it's on my list It's on the list of, for Vancouver I'll be, I'll be sat by Watchtower Taking some pictures Okay, uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a building In Vancouver? Oh, that's an actual building, yep oh, Okay yeah. uh, The inside of, is obviously a set <laughs> uh, And we have uh, Chloe She's got her gun again and, uh, you know, it's Chloe on her own at Watchtower and uh, uh, Dr. Emile Hamilton uh, stops by and, you know, the, the heroes are all gone and they're, they're all feeling very guilty because they, they turned on one another and uh, as a result, Jimmy died. So, um, and meanwhile, we have a, uh, a monorail flying through um, Metropolis and Lois is transported by lightning into that monorail. And then another blast of lightning brings an assassin. And there's this big fight between the two of them. The thing gets derailed and then Clark catches it. And uh, yeah, we see he's all in black. He's got his, uh, he's got some bangs now. (laughs) 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 A little unkempt hair. And I just love the whole, like, you know, um, he sees, he sees Lois, who's uh, obviously unconscious. Of course she's knocked out. Uh First knockout of the season, Lois Lane. Um, unless Emil tripped over something at, at Watchtower, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, he sees Lois and smiles, so he at least has one smile. Um, and that's when we see him burning uh, his little S shield, the House of El symbol, into a wall. And we get this great, I just, I don't know, they made the opening kind of, you know, epic. You know, the camera sweeps all the way up to the top of the building and Clark is at the top just looking down on his city. And they pan around and look at Clark's face and he just grimaces. (laughs) It's like, welcome to season nine. (laughs) Okay. I kind of like that Metropolis looks a little futuristic Mm -hmm. in the CGI. Yeah. I don't know why Clark burned the S into the building. He's in the gang tags now. He's got to represent House of L. Okay. Well, I mean, no. The real the real reason is because uh, you know he's got to. He, this is his way of saying it was me. I saved these people, and and here's but your hope. That's not what Clark does. That that's that's an ego thing. I right? don't know. I think he's like trying to keep hope alive without being seen. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's it's not something that Superman continues on in the future, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is his. This is Clark's version of this is season nine version of Superman right now. What do you think of uh, his outfit? This is very polarizing when it first uh, premiered. His trench coat looks like the trench coat cloak look that Lex wore in <laughs> season seven. You mean a Zod? Yeah. Interesting, but uh, he's, do I like it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people at the, at the time were like, "Oh man, what are they trying to Matrix up Clark?" <laughs> that yeah, looks like the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I 
I I dig it because this is um, I mean obviously my favorite is the red jacket blue shirt but you know he's he's haunted he's trying to divorce himself from humanity so he's got to lose all color and so he's wearing all black and he's got I like that he's wearing the S shield though I, I think that's cool okay so I just don't know what to say say whatever you want. I, don't, I guess I have nothing to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I was like, you didn't have anything good to say. I mean, I won't. I mean, I can respect that this is a different season and uh, that the events of the season eight finale have got to make an impact on these characters. Yeah. Because, I mean, we lost some people. We lost, you know. Yeah. It was a big season. I think, I mean, season eight was great. I enjoyed season eight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was fun, and this is not fun. <laughs> well, luckily, unlike 2009 stuff, um, 2018 stuff has gone through this entire journey with Clark Kent and his uh, amazing friends. And uh, I, I'm hoping at least they're, they're, these characters and these writers bought some faith in you this time. <laughs> that you'll, you, you know there's something that's coming that to look forward to, or at least... Okay, because... Like I don't, I'm not enjoying these performances. Mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying this dialogue. Like okay. I don't even like Emil Hamilton's performance. Oh uh, really? Uh, what's his name? Alessandro Giuliani. Giuliani. Like like I don't even like this performance. Oh wow! And I do not like Bag. He is bad. Oh he is boy! Not compelling enough <laughs> as you're talking Italo. to a future friend of mine. So you're talking about a future friend I know, of mine. So uh, I, know. I, 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 uh, I, I, I definitely disagree with you. We'll talk about Metallo in a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, we go to the fortress and they're he's he's in training and we even see like the red, blue, yellow uh, shield. That pops up around him like it's like he's learning stuff, but he keeps thinking about Lois. And he actually asked Jarrell, why can't I fly? And he says that you still see yourself as a human. And, uh, you know, he, he calls him out for pretty much like avoiding everything. Like the t- test of a true hero is the struggle with feelings of loss and overcome them, not to avoid them. And because you're avoiding these uh, feelings, you're, you know, some something or someone is holding you back. And he says that he has the ability. He can do it. Mm-hmm. He has the same uh, attributes as Kara does. He can yep. do it. He just – something's blocking it. Yep. And, uh, okay, I'll say this is one thing that I'm really enjoying from the season is that we're getting more discussions between Clark and Jarrell. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is, this answers a, a bit of a question. I mean, it's not a very satisfactory answer because, you know, we know that when Clark starts flying around, the budget won't afford it and it's time to wrap up the series. <laughs> but uh-huh. we're getting, we're, we're at least asking the question, why can't I fly? Yeah, it, right. It's on their mind. Even though it's been on our mind since episode one. <laughs> yeah. 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 What he was hovering above his bed. <laughs> Oh, uh, remember those days? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week, uh, Robin's going to be talking about uh, episodes five through eight of season nine. Steph is going to just talk about her rewatch of season one. Go, let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's start with uh, the pilot. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it turns out Lois uh, thinks that she 
pretty much like woke up on the monorail right after. Yeah, she has no memory. She, it takes until like three quarters of the way through the episode before she re- she realizes that it's been a month. How long? A month? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she thinks she has to go to the uh, to their phone booth and that he's going to call at midnight. And oh my goodness. Can we take a moment and talk about Lois and jeans and a white tank top and looking kind of sweat? I mean, girl. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, Edward is a big fan of her hair in this her season. Hair. I, yeah. Right. Does she have more layers? Does she have extensions? I wondered if she got her hair cut short and she has extensions. Uh, I wasn't thinking <laughs> no, about it. No, you don't know. Did I see her hair? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, 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 like her I, hair I, is bigger. She has bigger hair. Well, she obviously did get a haircut wherever she, wherever she went to, so she's got to get a haircut. Um, Where did she go? She went to what's that? What's that? That planet? Where did Kara go to? No, <laughs> no. This is actually something I I wrote down in my notes just because I knew it was gonna it was gonna be confusing to you because you know uh-huh. we know you're not in the Krypton stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, crazy about the Krypton stuff. When um. When someone says uh, they're from Candor, um, uh-huh. that's like if you went to like Mars and you're like, I'm from New York City. Candor <laughs> is actually so, the capital of Krypton. Oh, okay. It's not like a different planet or anything like that. So oh, Krypton and Kryptonian and Kandorian gets used, you know, intermix. And I swear, it's like I look at the scripts and I'm like, well, they're not like really clearing up what Candor is or where, where what a Kandorian is. But I mean, you can either say you're a New Yorker or an American, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's, it's like the same thing. <laughs> um, it's so just, Kandorian Kara is more went- specific. <laughs> Where did Kara go? Kara heard that uh, Kandor was alive. There was Kandor was uh, it was still around. I, I get into this later in my notes. Where am I? Do 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 do. do. Darn it! I don't want to skip ahead. I'm, uh, we'll get to it. I promise. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, uh, so we go to the st- top of the Statue of Liberty and it's like, oh my God, the Statue of Liberty exists in this universe. Are they saying the Statue of Liberty is in Metropolis? You know, like like the Superman the movie does, you know? And I, I, I thought this was a great shot. Like Clark is standing on the top and then throws himself off. And it turns out that it's just a simulation. Like Statue of Liberty might oh, not even exist. It's just oh, a that's simulation. what it was. Yep. Because uh, because like he ended up in the fortress. In the fortress, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, what happened? And he, he, are you still having a problem um, detaching? Um, so uh, Jarrell tells him he knows what he needs to do, and and Clark's like, yep, you gotta say has to say goodbye to Lois. Um, all right, so uh, this is where we meet uh, Zod. This version of Zod. Um, <sighs> <laughs> Zod's played by Callum Blue, who was is most notably known as uh, Mason from the show Dead Like Me. Um, he was very much more um, charismatic on that show, more funny, it was, and it's funny seeing him as Zod. And it's like, like you would never picture him as like like such an entertaining part of a show. He's like kind of, I don't know, very. Uh, well, what, what did you think of? I, I hear this sigh. Go ahead. Tell me what you think about uh, Callum Blue. I just, I just don't know what's going on. I don't understand. Oh, okay. So it's not the performance? 
No, no? I don't okay. guess so. Well, what's going on here uh, is uh, they're here. They're holding. They're holding Tant hostage in the mansion. Uh huh. And they they don't have powers. They don't have powers. So they have guns, knives, and stuff. They've been following Zod all this time. And um, and now Zod has been promising them that they're going to find their powers, but they're very very frustrated with Zod, and so um, his name's met, never mentioned. But uh, um, the the Black Kandorian uh, Basket Bas Biscat. It's B A S Q A T Biscat. I don't know. Okay. Um, he like ends up uh, uh, knocking Zod out when Zod demands uh, uh, Feora to kneel before Zod. Yeah, okay, see, that was an interesting twist mm. When he tells them to kneel And you think they're going to kneel But they don't Right They try to knock him out Yep, and uh, I don't know if the word The name Feora sounds familiar to you Mm-hmm Do you remember? That's Zod's wife That's Zod's wife, yeah This is, uh, this is she's the mother of Doomsday And at this point, um, it doesn't seem like they're a couple So what's going on here, you think? Okay, so Feora Okay but Scott and Feora, are they the two that, like in season whatever that was, four or five, got sent to the Phantom Zone? That uh, Clark no. sent them to the Phantom Zone? No, they're, huh? they're different. That's uh, the Disciples oh, okay. of Zod. I forget what their names were, um, but that's not them. So this is Zod's wife. But they're not. And Scott. Yeah, but Feora is not acting very wifely, right? No. Uh-uh. So what do you think is going on here? Well, she's mad because she because they've been promised their powers back, and he can't give them their powers back. Right. right. I, I don't know. All right. Well, I have yeah. no idea. No, I'm confused. It's okay. I think you're supposed to be confused. <laughs> okay. Uh, Biscat, by the way, is played by Adrian Holmes, who was actually in season five of Smallville. <laughs> he was the guy that um, Lex hired to dig up dirt on Jonathan, and then he's later shown seeing uh, giving a, a, a an envelope to Lionel, which are just like photos of Clark. Probably don't remember him <laughs> But Alright so back in Metropolis Lois is back at the train crash site And out steps Brian Austin Green as John Corbin And yeah. uh, We find out from the newspaper That it is Friday September 25th 2009 Which is the date this episode Premiered <laughs> Um, a little bit of a, a flaw there The newspaper is on the train From the previous night So really it must be actually Saturday, September 26th If the date says Friday, September 25th Unless they got a really early edition I don't know what time this train crash happened <laughs> Anyway uh, Jen- She thinks he's a cop But he's real. She finds out later on he's a reporter uh-huh. He gets a kiss from her he tries to like like this cop shows up. He's like, "Let's just hide by pretending we're like making out in here." Like, yeah, it's kind of gross. That was bad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's not a big fan of uh, uh, what people are now calling the blur because there's no red and blue to him anymore. So it's just the the blur. And I I have to by the way thank the uh, Smallville writers for changing that because red blue blur is really hard to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just the blur. And yeah, he thinks uh, uh, the blur is like a vigilante on an ego trip, and uh, he's like leaving his mark everywhere. You know, kind of how you felt. You're like, what's he doing, tagging everything? Um, that's not Clark at all. Anyway, uh, so so yeah, uh, it's just a little taste of uh, uh, Mr. Bag uh, in the scene. 
yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. There's not no chemistry between him and Lois. I, oh yeah, I don't think there is either. No, but I don't know. Okay. I just you know they just don't have chemistry because I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Um, I guess you'll see it your way. I <laughs> see it. I just think it's like they just don't have chemistry because their characters aren't supposed to. Uh, no, they're supposed to. Because the kiss was supposed to be like a hot thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it didn't work. Um, so Chloe returns to the watch shower and hey, Emil has bought all these like uh, computers and monitors and stuff. He's used Oliver's funds because Oliver's on vacation somewhere. And um, and it looks like Chloe has also uh, retrieved the Legion ring because uh, um, she thinks she got it from Lois and thinks that Lois was in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emil tracks down two rips in the fabric of the universe. So who came back with uh, uh, Lois? And that's where we see um, an assassin uh, using her heat vision on a poster of Lois. Like some sort of, what was it, a missing poster? Yeah, I guess it must have been a missing poster. Um, and I'll just tell you right away, this, this uh, assassin's name is Aaliyah. Um, and she's played by Monique Ganderton, who is a stunt woman. She was actually a stunt woman for Cassidy Freeman last last season. Mm. And uh, she's done a ton of stunt work ever since. She was the stunt double for Karen Gillan in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh, wow. Rebecca Hall in Iron Man 3. She was a stunt woman for Charlize Theron in Atomic Blonde. Oh yeah, and she was even in Infinity War. Uh, I believe uh, doubling for Karen Gillan again. Oh wow! Um, Did you see Atomic Blonde? Oh yeah! Wow, she's great. Yeah. Um, so uh, we go back to um, Tess waking up in her bedroom and hearing the clinking of dog tags hitting the floor because Zod's doing some push-ups. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And he introduces himself as Major Zod. Which was interesting mm-hmm. because uh, he's often known as General Zod. Oh, mm-hmm. so interesting! It, it turns out over this past month, uh, Zod's soldiers have been torturing Tess. They need they want to know how they got here, where their powers went to, and uh, also who was the voice in the orb that was talking to Tess. And uh, Tess suggests like a team up with Zod, but it turns out that Tess is trying to like knock him out, and he just like sl- choke slams her to the ground, which is uh, yeah. So even without his powers, he's pretty. He's still a soldier. Yeah, he didn't have powers on Krypton. He's a soldier, so um, yeah, they're all wearing like Battlestar Galactica soldier uniforms. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, we next go to the rooftop of the Daily Planet. Chloe and Clark. Uh, Clark telling Chloe he's got to forsake his uh, humanity to focus on training. And he has to say goodbye to Lois. And Chloe tells Clark about the assassin chasing after Lois. And then we go to a fight club. With uh, We finally see Ollie, who is uh, doing this fight club. And, of course, Lois not only shows up, but she shows up in disguise as like a round card girl. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I was just like... So she found this place. <laughs> she decided to disguise herself and then immediately becomes like the round card girl. Yeah. And then so Oliver is like punishing himself uh-huh. 
Yeah, because he okay. killed Lex. He feels guilty. This guilt is something that's uh, uh, consistent throughout this these episodes. Uh, okay. So you don't you don't like what Justin Hartley's no. doing here? No. no. Wow. No. All right. All right. Well, it'll it'll be even better once they they get over their crap, right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, the assassin shows up, but then Clark just storms through there, blurs through there, and takes her away. Um, it turns out that uh, the assassin knew to go after Lois Lane to get to Clark, so he mm. brings her all the way back to the farm. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, that- and she has Jonathan's watch. Yeah, um, and, and it's a year in the future. Yeah, and she says you betrayed us, and uh, it's the watch is broken too. And that's when she throws Blue K on the ground, which takes away both their powers, pulls out a sword, and says she's got to defeat Clark before the whole world is destroyed. What? (laughs) So something's going to happen at the end of this year, in a year, that's going to, Clark's going to somehow destroy the world. Mm. And uh, we get this nice uh, slow motion shot, I think, of a saw blade and a cheek getting cut, which is pretty cool. And then he ends up like... Um, hitting her with a like an engine. It was dangling. Clark's always got an engine dangling in that barn. <laughs> brings it back to the old days of Jonathan. <laughs> and then she ends up impaling herself, and uh, she apologizes, says she's so sorry. It's, of course, uh, she dies before she can tell Clark anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, also apologizing is. Um, is Oliver to Lois. Lois is looking for a hero. Oliver is out of the hero game. And uh, and Lois says he, she doesn't even need him. She found her real hero. Mm. So we go to a trial. Zod's troops are putting Tess and Zod on trial because hundreds of them are missing. They lost their powers. Where do they get their powers? You know. And uh, Feora actually mentions that she the last thing she remembers is blood being taken from her. What does that mean? Hmm. So is this before Feyora becomes Zod's wife? I'm thinking so. I mean, I know things, but <laughs> uh, I will point you back to uh, season seven, which uh-huh. is not the best season. But um, if you remember, uh, Kara's father and uh, Clark's mother showed yeah. up. And do you remember the reason why? Because they were going to start a race. They were going to start. They were going to take over Earth and start their race there. Yeah, but do you know how it how it actually happened? How how they were able to be brought back? Oh, their blood. Their blood inside the crystal. Uh, so there, it's all coming together. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, uh, Zod and Feora don't exactly know what the hell's going on. Oh. Uh, but uh, Zod's looking for answers. And uh, and uh, he says, there's only one answer. Our home has been destroyed. You dare defy my orders? Well, I've sacrificed so much for your survival. I will find the answers we are looking for, or I will die in the quest. <laughs> it's just one of my favorite line readings. It's so, like, he, like Calvin Blue, like, is almost like, uh, like Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to... Decide what accent he has yeah. because he's he's from London, but it's not an English accent. 
Yep. Is it is it more of a Scottish accent? Is it more know. of a is it a I think he's trying to do Terrence Stamp as General Zod from Superman 2. Oh. Because it's very near-before-shod. Although it's less Sean Connery. I don't know. It's his version, I guess. So everybody kneels before Zod. And I don't know if you noticed the little kneeling, how they kneel. Well, I did. Yeah, because you see somebody kneel many times in these episodes. Uh And after several times, (laughs) I saw the pattern of how you kneel and you put your your right arm up. Your left arm back down. So if you look at Uh them from the side, they look like a Z. (gasps) What? Mind blown. Yeah. (laughs) Did you get your mind blown at the end of the scene when you when you see who's kneeling there? Uh, oh, uh, yes. Wait, who? It was Aaliyah. Aaliyah was there. The woman that just died in, in, in Clark's arms. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She's, wait, she's... She's there. And then we go to the next season, and Clark has buried her. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So she's there with Zod and Basquette and... Yeah. Falea, 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 Feora. Feora. This is Aaliyah. This is Aaliyah. If you remember, she had the watch on her, which was a year in the future. So this is that was okay. Aaliyah from the future that he just battled. This is Aaliyah okay. in the present. From present. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I just don't care. I don't care. Why don't you care? I don't. I just can't. Oh, it's too bad. Um, okay. You'd have more fun Let's, if you cared. Uh, huh? You'd have a little bit Wait. more fun if you cared. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I remember when I was first watching this, going, "What? The, what the? Who the? What the? What?" And then it, it, you know, just talking it out, it make it, it makes sense. Um, you know, this is this is them from the past, and also them from this present. <laughs> And yeah. Anyway, uh, so I, I I won't jumble your mind anymore. I'll just continue. Um. So yeah, Clark buries Aaliyah, uh, the future Aaliyah, and uh, Chloe asks Clark to go back and save Jimmy. Yeah, you know, Chloe doesn't ask much from Clark. Nope. I've given up so much for you, Clark. And I really think Clark should do it, but you know he won't. Well, he even mentions it last time he tried to. Changed uh, the past. His father died. There's, there's got to be a balance. So that's just the way it's set up. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, Chloe could be right. Like saving Jimmy might not uh, be uh, balanced out in some other way. But and he could have offered more. But yeah, Clark just doesn't want to play God. And Chloe sets a burn into him. She says, it's good you're embracing your Kryptonian side. There really isn't anything human left in you. Mm. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we get another bit of uh, um, a twist here. Uh, Tess uh, returns to her her office in her mansion, and it's all cleared up, and she discovers everybody's gone. And uh, it turns out that that Tess has actually been in control of this entire game. She had her personal security um, uh, watching from the outside and videotaping everything. And um, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's the security guard from last season. Um, we know him as A.K. Fortison from iZombie. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, but uh, it turns out the uh, the Kandorians or Kryptonians or whatever you want to call them are, are pretty good with technology because they made all that video disappear. Ah. So where did they go? Where did they go, indeed? I don't know. I don't think we find out for a couple episodes. Um, okay. All right. So squeaky chair. It's not Clark. Nope. It's John Corbin. Oh. Straight from Afghanistan, here to report and take over. Clark is on vacation visiting family, and for some reason, the Daily Planet is just going to trash his desk, <laughs> throw his nameplate in the garbage. I don't know if he actually requested the vacation yeah. or if he's fired. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling there's nobody's in charge. Yeah, there's that editor we we sometimes see. <laughs> uh, sometimes yeah, Tess Lobo. is in charge. Yes, that Stephen Lobo. Stephen Lobo. Yeah, he's in Continuum, oh. and so was Adrian Holmes. He was in Continuum, but he's also oh. in Arrow. We've seen him recently uh, in Arrow. Uh, so. Um, yeah, Clark has to suffer that tie, but uh, he calls to Lois and on the phone and says he wants to leave, but he can't, and he's they, he wants to keep their relationship between them. And so Lois returns to her apartment, starts falling asleep, and then suddenly she's hit with a series of visions. We get a red sky, two towers with like a red Nazi-esque flag. Which, by the way, if you look at it closely, it's actually the symbol that was on the orb. Okay. Uh, a man with a cape lands in front of the flag, and it, and that person's got a house of house of Zod symbol on his on his cape. Um, we see, okay. We see Tess on her knees in front of Zod, getting her own dog tags. Um, uh huh. We see the assassin pulling at her blade and attacking. We see Ollie, his hands covered in blood, shoveling. And we see, uh-huh. we see Chloe running scared and then Chloe on the ground dead. And then most uh-huh. importantly of all, Clark and Lois having some We see Clark and Lois getting it on. Silk sheets and everything. <laughs> Finally, at the end of the episode, it's gotten Steph's attention. <laughs> yeah. That was the only that was the only good part. That was the only intriguing part. That uh-huh. was the only part that caught my attention. This is this is uh this is something new for Smallville. They never really have done the you know, flash to the future and try to prevent what's gonna happen in the future, you know, and Lois somehow has this like mysterious uh vision. You know, this is like five years after Lost premiered. So, you know, like it, 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 you know, to capture the viewer, they want to set up some mysteries. I think I don't know. This is just me assuming. I didn't read anything about it. Mm, but you feel like this is Lost's effect on the show. Yeah, like you want to have that. You have that mystery box. Like, what's going on here? You know. Mm. Um, it's that we got to get. This, we have to get to something in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Let's uh, race through the next episode, Metallo, because I don't want you to say too many awful things about Brian Austin Green. Uh. <laughs> oh god, that was really bad. It's bad. This is bad the one, act. This is the one where John Corbin becomes Metallo. And uh uh by the way, the episode is uh is season nine, episode two or nine oh two. Oh my god. <laughs> Which I heard an interview with Brian Austin Green and uh he was uh he was very much like, Yeah, that wasn't planned, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> So who did this to Metallo? Who do you think? Tess. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she? I don't. I don't. I mean, we. I don't think so because at the so end either. she 
She wanted. Uh, she wants the toy man to tell her what it is. Right. So who's the only other? I mean, there's. And it's it's the Candorians that did it. It's odd. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, I, I I thought that was clear, but I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So Lois is wondering who's been feeding Shelby. Um, let's see. We have um, uh, John flirting with Lois. Says he's certain that the blur isn't all that he's cracked up to be. He's on the phone, basically talking to her. And then he pulls out this wallet photo and it falls into the street. And we have this classic <laughs> surprise <sighs> car, out of, surprise truck out of nowhere that nails him. <laughs> and then we get this just blood and sweat and hydraulics. John Corbin waking up and just completely abandoned on some sort of uh, ex- examination uh, stretcher, like not knowing how he got here or what happened. Um, but he's got this giant green throbbing heart on his chest. So, <laughs> so anyway, we go to uh, my next note is just there's a beautiful shot of Clark looking over Metropolis, listening to everybody. Um, we get uh, Lois has another dream, and this time we see um, a one more extra clip to that vision, and it's it shows. Um, uh, a tattered cape with an S shield, like hanging like a flag, uh, like being blown in the wind, and that's that's taken from Death of Superman, the comic. Just so you know. Mm. So uh, Lois. Dr- so okay, well, when I see these visions of hers, I think mm-hmm. okay, Zod must have won, mm. and Clark dies. Yeah. Chloe dies, and Oliver is burying Chloe and Clark. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is Second episode of the season So uh, I'm not sure if I You know, you have too many more clues But it it falls into place, I think (laughs) Pretty well Um, Lois uh, dognaps Shelby To call Clark out And uh, Chloe ends up telling her Like, hey, listen, I was actually the one Taking care of Shelby Um, And Lois says she doesn't miss Clark She just hates the guy who replaced him and uh, Chloe gets a little jealous. The blur is calling Lois and not calling her. I mean, not jealous in the I love him way, but, you know, they don't have that connection. Um, and then Clark just walks into his house with his blur costume on and is surprised by Chloe. It's like, hey, watch yourself, man. Anybody could be there. Tess, yeah. Tess would be right around the corner just sitting there making tea. Um. <laughs> uh, and Chloe says that feeding his dog is, is a human thing and calling mm-hmm. Lois is a human thing and you should mm-hmm. just commit to what you started before more people get hurt. They're fighting. They're fighting. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, John Corbin goes to the hospital. Um, he doesn't want to be sedated um, and mm-hmm. ends up throwing an orderly through a glass window and knocking Dr. Hamilton out. And, mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> like racing through this episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have there's I have nothing to say. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, I'll just say what I have. I have to say, I guess. <laughs> um, Lois thinks it tested something with her um, after they got to a fight, but um, then she blackmails the test into letting her keep her job, which is cool. That's how Lois uh, gets to stay at the planet, and we meet uh, Tess's little uh, uh, assistant, Stuart. Oh, yeah, because Lois says, shouldn't you be in school? (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, he says he found the Kryptonians. Um, I'm not sure where that leads to, but uh, I just want to say this is another guy from BSG, Ryan McDonald. M- Ryan McDonald, I should say. And uh, if do you remember uh, kindergarten teacher brain from iZombie? Yes. Yeah, that was, he was the kindergarten teacher. He had like a beard. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton says the rock that's in uh, John's being used as John's heart is poisoning John's mind. I mean, of course, it's kryptonite. <laughs> you go crazy over kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Um, John wanders the streets, finds this photo, and uh, murmurs to himself as he goes back to the the place where he woke up. I guess it's his new hideout. You know, he says he doesn't know who did it, but it was a gift because he's going to kill the blur now. And um, um, so Clark finds a, a Daily Planet keychain at the hospital, and oh yeah, wants to know there. who's lost their keys. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, and he just says he doesn't want Lois to get involved, but she, he lets her look for the find out who's got the missing keys, and then call you at our phone booth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you think of it as our phone booth? I think of it as our phone booth too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, and and uh, she says, uh, I think she says to Chloe that I'm helping the Blur hunt down a real life Terminator, <laughs> which is great. Uh, from the Terminator show. Yeah, that was says, a good show. Yeah, it was. And she says, sometimes superheroes need sidekicks. And Chloe's like. <laughs> uh, Chloe used to be the sidekick. Yep. Um, so Tess and Stuart, this is where it becomes clear to me. I mean, Tess and Stuart investigate the room where John woke and uh, wonder if Corbin was a guinea pig for the people. Um, and uh, Tess, is, Tess is like, this is, it's obvious that Zod and his people are one step closer to getting their powers. Because that's where Stuart tracked down the Kryptonians is where John woke up. So they're they're working on him to try to get their powers. They're trying to experiment with him to see if they can do something to get their powers. Oh, okay. He was just a guinea pig. Um, Corbin shows up at work because, you know, the Daily Planet, hub of information. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's acting all sorts of freaky. And... Um, Asks Lois to borrow her keys for the archive room, and Lois is like, "Ah!" Mm-hmm. And she jogs to the phone booth to call the blur. But right when she talks to him, uh, Corbin takes her. And okay, so Clark goes to the watchtower. We see Chloe has a framed photo of Jimmy. I was like, "Aw!" And uh, yeah, not the strongest episode because Clark's already got already has an EMP bomb. <laughs> I'm not sure where he got it from. <laughs> Uh, and you know, it's just like, oh, obviously this is like some sort of metallo thing, uh, or robot thing. I'm going to take it down with an EMP bomb. It's just, it's so weird that he makes that leap. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chloe gets a little exposition. Becca, the girl in the photo is John's sister murdered in her apartment three months ago. And, uh, John bought the building. And so they know where John is staying right now. Lois asks John when did we become a living light bright Uh, Corbin smacks Lois when she tries to hit him with a wrench and that's when Clark shows up and is repelled by the heart Mm -hmm. and it turns out that Clark saved the prison bus uh, saved a prison bus and then an inmate escaped and that's that's who killed his sister and Brian Austin Green lays into the performance what gives you the right to interfere with our lives and change our fate 
which I personally thought was great. I, uh, you know, and it might not have worked on you. <laughs> I'm just not engaged. Not engaged. Just not. Uh. Not engaged. Um, so, uh, EMP works just for a moment and then Clark gives him a lead chest plate. <laughs> um, okay. That was pretty smart. Yeah. That was pretty, that was interesting. Cause it takes that, you back to the uh, old St. George's box that held the, uh, uh, the armor that held the, uh, the kryptonite rock back in the Luther mansion. So same kind of box that Clark keeps, uh, kryptonite in, in his house. Uh-huh. So he knows to use lead. Okay. And he melts it so it sticks to his chest, which, wow, mm-hmm. that must have been really hot. And then John peels it off, which is, like, not the right thing to do because he pulls the kryptonite uh, right out. He killed his – see, he killed his self. Yeah. It was – that was tragic and sad. That was – that was good. And it, yeah, it powers him right down. And it's like, yeah, it is kind of sad. I mean, yes, he was a little kind of a jerk because, well, first he, like – uh, kissed Lois uh, <laughs> right on the yeah. mouth without any sort of inf- invitation, but also, um, you know, he had this rage against the blur, and uh, yeah, and yeah, and with that tonight heart, like he was just doomed. Yeah. Like, it was not going to work out. It was not. It was not going to last. Kryptonite will drive you crazy. So we get an almost reveal from Clark. He's standing in the shadows, and Lois calls to him, and he almost steps into the light, but then he speeds away. Yeah, yeah I, I think of good. all the things that really work for me in these four episodes. Just a tangent here: it's the Lois mm-hmm. and Clark relationship, and and the stuff with Oliver for me. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love their relationship. I'm not. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't always dig the whole emotionally distant stuff, but I love I love the Lois and Clark stuff, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, I like I like what Justin Hartley, what Justin Hartley's going through here too. Oliver Queen's going through our brother. Anyway, see, I just don't know what what's the difference between last year and this year. What do you mean? See, what I'm saying he's just being uh, um, just being distant. Like last season, he was just being distant Ooh. and Parker Oliver. Uh, Oliver. Uh, Oliver. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I mean, okay, so. I, I think it's the death of Jimmy. <laughs> I yeah. think he feels responsible, partly responsible. Yeah, but it just there's just not much. There's no difference in Oliver from last year and Oliver from this season. I, just, I don't know. He's at the bottom of a bottle. He's trying to kill himself. I, you know, <laughs> it's, he's he's definitely in dark times in season eight. But like he's not trying to kill himself, which happens in the fourth episode. Um, anyway. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Clark returns to Watchtower Says maybe I can't completely stay away And uh, she, Chloe said that she snuck onto Lois's computer and saw that Tess put some Spyware on there and obviously that's why Lo- uh, Tess allowed Lois back um, Oh yeah. Uh, and Clark goes back to Daily Planet Because uh, she, You know he's He's got to. Uh, well, obviously, he loves Lois. He wants to be near her, but <laughs> on the out, uh, the whole outside, with it, like the, the the spyware, you know, if it does test know too much. He's got to find out and stick near Lois. Um. Anyway, um, Lois says, "I was beginning to think your family lived on some distant planet." Yeah. Ha ha ha. 
Uh, so uh, Lois excitedly tells Clark about her adventure with the Blur. And uh, mm. yeah, we get a little bit of the beginnings of a love triangle here. Um, one that's just classic through the ages. Uh, Lois, Clark, and Superman. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, all right. So, um, this is the first mention of Kandorians. Uh, Tess asking Stuart, I think, if he found the Kandorians. Mm-hmm. And they've been called Kryptonians before. Um, so this is where my notes are <laughs> that I was talking about. Um, so Kandor is the capital city of Krypton. Kara heard that it wasn't destroyed when she was in the Phantom Zone. And so she went to find more out, out more info when she left in uh, Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, and the orb actually told Tess that she was going to be the savior of Kandor mm. at the end of last season. So that's where we've heard Kandor before. Okay. <laughs> uh, who, it, who was the voice that told her this? That's still a mystery. Mm. Um, because even even uh, Zod is asking that too. Um, so we see hundreds of symbols all around the world. Um, and their symbols, their Kryptonian symbols for blood, nobility, family, and one of them is a House of Al symbol, and it, it had a person lying in it. That's you know what Stuart finds. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Anyway, who was the person? We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Rabid. So somebody from the House of Ale is coming to Earth. Has come to Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rabid. Okay. This one holds uh, uh, you know, holds my heart a little bit because it is the if you if you're part of our Facebook group, this is the first uh, episode that I wrote a uh, recap for CinemaBlend.com. <laughs> mm. They 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 let me just like submit recaps and they post them. And uh, and uh, I did it for like most of season nine until I finally got tired of it because it was like just like a free thing. I just I was like, oh, I'm writing for a website. This is so cool. I wasn't getting anything <laughs> for it, but um, but yeah. It, also, this is the one where Metropolis suffers a zombie apocalypse, which is uh, zombies are something that they wanted to do before. Um, I don't know if you remember way back when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. Wait, why did they want to do... When was this? They, oh, gosh, season four, season three. They were thinking about doing zombies. They wanted to have, like, kryptonite zombies. Um, okay. Somehow the kryptonite makes it... People rise from their graves. Um, But, so this is a... They finally got their zombie episode. <laughs> it's, it's not like the Night of the Living Dead. It is 28 days later. <laughs> zombies. These are uh-huh. rage zombies. Um, so we had a mysterious opening with Clark waking up at the watchtower and he's, there's this needle and, uh, with kryptonite in it and, um, a text message from Oliver saying I lost her and he walks out into the street and it, it is like the beginning of, tw- have you seen 28 days later? Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Oh yeah. And, uh, just like nobody on the street. Oh, Killian K- Murphy. Yeah. He wakes up and he's the only one there. That's right. Okay. And then they did it again in uh, the pilot of The Walking Dead where Rick Grimes wakes, wakes up in a hospital bed, goes outside, and there's nobody. Like, it's just uh. – um, so, uh, yeah, Clark goes to the Daily Planet, sees Lois making copies, and then she turns around and, holy crap. <laughs> she's, she's, Lois don't look too hot. She don't look as scrawling. There's black blood coming from her mouth and – 
I wonder if like a lot of this blood was black because of you know they're they're at eight o'clock now, so. <laughs> Um, but it's yeah. still pretty scary. Um, yeah. So we go to 12 hours earlier. <laughs> and it looks like everybody, everything's back to normal. Um, uh, Lois says that the Plur hasn't contacted her in a week. And uh, Clark's like, I didn't realize you guys were seeing each, still seeing each other. <laughs> the triangle. Uh, Clark uh, is doing superhero stuff He's, while talking to Lois. <laughs> putting out a fire. <laughs> You smell smoke? Oh, uh, uh, that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he gives her hot coffee and then he chills it with uh, his, his super breath to, so he can go stop a speeding biker. And it turns out that it's Oliver. Mm. Clark Kent, king of buzzkill. <laughs> Ollie's got the five o'clock shadow. Ollie asks uh, what the S stands for. Is it superstar? <laughs> Uh, and Clark even apologizes. He should have. He should have yes. listened. Clark tells Oliver he was right. He should have listened to him. But Oliver just makes smart remarks about Clark being Jesus. Yep, he's a, he's a little bitter. Uh, Oliver man, Oliver now knows who he is. is. Are we at that part yet? Where he burns his? No, his, not yet. Uh, oh, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, mansion. Uh, a security guard comes in all bloody with a bite mark on it, and it's a zombie attack. And uh, and poor AK-47 Fortison goes down. Uh, he's dead. Goodbye. His, actually, his character's name was George. <laughs> Bye, George. Uh, and Tess, like, takes him on with her sword, like Michonne. <laughs> and even slashes one through the throat. Which, uh, again, 8 o'clock on a Friday night, I'm so surprised. But uh, she ends up getting bitten. Um, and at the hospital, she is a ravenous, biting, thrashing zombie. Um, uh, and there's a Dr. Coates there saying Tess has a virus. Uh, oh no. Tess, is Tess gonna die? <laughs> How's Tess gonna get back to being Tess? I know, right? Oh no. <laughs> is she already dead? Uh, <sighs> and speaking of, Emil wants, uh, he and Chloe to be in the No Secrets Club. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get some Emil Chloe bonding in this episode. Uh, yeah, then, they're pretty close. Yeah, Clark shows up trying to ask him about the virus, and then he realizes he's got to get him to the hospital. He's like, "Do you get motion sickness?" And he's like, "Not really. Why you ask?" <laughs> ah, <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the, uh, then after that, um, um, he realizes Lois is probably in danger um, because uh, what was it like the. Tess had gone to the Daily Planet before she was discovered and taken to the hospital. So Clark mm-hmm. speeds to the Daily Planet, which is already in shambles. And uh, with zombies come strobe lights. All the lighting goes mm-hmm. crazy when the zombies show up. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there is a straight up zombie attack at the Daily Planet. And uh, Lois and Clark are fighting them off. And I love that, you know, Clark is uh, trying not to use his powers in front of Lois while also <laughs> trying to defend himself and Lois. And uh, Lois, poor Lois, gets bit. Mm. But uh, you know who cares about that? She is uh, she happily gets uh, carried up the stairs by Clark with his shirt ripped open. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we see that uh, a cop had pulled over Oliver, and he's shacking up with her and popping pills. 
And then she discovers that he's got a camera in his belt buckle. Oh, yeah. With that camera falls on the ground, he says, oh, leave it down there or something like that. <laughs> like, I'm like, 7 o'clock? Are you serious? <laughs> 7 o'clock on, you know. Yeah. What do they call it? Watershed hour. <laughs> what do they call it in England? Watershed. What does that, does that mean? The I don't live in England. You know, your mother's from England. You should know these things. She didn't get to watch TV. She definitely didn't pay anyway, attention to like TV buzzwords. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, there was this innuendo that, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. And she says, "Don't call or email." He says, "Don't worry, I never do." Yeah. And uh, by the way, this he's a playboy. This cop is uh, played by Jody Thompson, who was also in Smallville as the character Gia in the episode Fade. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> I'll just remind you. I remember the one with uh, the assassin Graham, who uh, like could fade in and out and would stand in the background, and nobody would see him there. Um, and he gets he he becomes like he thinks Clark is like his best friend, and invites him to a party and gets him a hooker who ends up kissing Clark. That's that's the same girl. Wow, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it was a few seasons ago, aka a couple months ago. <laughs> Graham. Graham. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't remember. So, but anyway, then Oliver shows up to rescue Clark and Lois, and they go in an elevator. Mm. Clark leaves, and Oliver says that he'll keep an eye on Lois. And they decide that you, once you get scratched or bit, you're okay until you fall asleep, and it incubates. Right. Because when you're asleep. And so Oliver is talking to Lois, trying to keep her awake, or just talking to her. And, <laughs> and he says something about you. Uh, you're you're not like my other ex girlfriends. I can't get you back in bed. And then he looks up and realizes she's asleep. Yeah, he he he, he admits that he misses her. Uh, he's like looking at himself in the mirror and talking about how he misses Lois. And then he turns around and she's already turned into a zombie. Um. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, they discovered that an enzyme in Tess's blood was last seen in Davis Bloom. So this is now, again, tied into Kryptonian stuff. Um, and uh, da, 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 da. Oh, and Chloe. What does David Bloom have to do with this? Davis Bloom? Well, Davis yeah. Bloom wasn't exactly a, uh, a natural childbirth. He was an experiment. Okay. So again, this is more uh, more experiments that these Kryptonians are doing. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's all yada yada science. <laughs> you know. Okay. But, you know, Kryptonian experiments, right? They're doing experiments. Um, it has something to do with the Kryptonians. That's all you need to know. There's zombies. And whose fault is it? Oh, looks like it's Zod's fault, or somebody has to do with Zod, as we find out. And it turns out okay. that Clark's blood is can help with this, and um, so Chloe uh, uses a kryptonite dipped um, needle and injects Clark. And I just want to say this is how I react to needles, by the way. Just this, it <laughs> oh! <laughs> just completely gets knocked unconscious. Um, so Chloe and um, uh, Emil 
realize they got to put the antidote in the water, in the water supply. They have to also get on the jet and put it in the rainstorm, you know, science, um, mm-hmm. you know, who knows if you're not, if you're a zombie and you're like inside, who knows how long it takes for <laughs> you to get, um, I mean, it, it seems like Metropolis is completely ripped apart. It, it is a zombie apocalypse and then it is cured in an instant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably why it took them so long to do the zombie episode because they couldn't make any of this make sense. Yeah, we want all this stuff. We want, you know. So I end up really liking this episode if I don't think about it too hard, just because it's like it's a Smallville, but they're doing zombies. It's like noir, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't well, really compared count. To, <laughs> compared to the other episodes, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I and Clark takes Chloe. Uh, Chloe takes Lois outside in the rain and. Holds her while she snaps away And uh, she turns into good old Lois And then yeah This is like you said Clark uh, finds Oliver drinking And yells at him for not being able to do something Is keeping Lois awake <laughs> And yeah he thanks Clark And he, and he realizes who he is now he, he, Yeah he realizes who he is So we think that he's going to go back To being Green uh... Lantern Just kidding Arrow <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> But he doesn't. He burns his Green Arrow costume. Yep. yep. So what does that mean? Who is he then? It means he sucks as a hero. He doesn't want. He's not going to be a hero anymore. He screwed up. He had one job: keep Lois awake, and he didn't. Wasn't able to do it. Okay. Uh, so I like we had uh, before we saw Ollie looking at an old photo of Lois, and then we. It, but now here at the farm, Clark like pulls out an old photo of Lana and puts it in his Lana scrapbook. Yeah, <laughs> I just, uh-huh. I, I just, <laughs> just like Clark has a Lana scrapbook. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's not that surprising. Um, Lois shows up, is impressed how his is really impressed. You know, the blur didn't save her. Clark did. You know, so uh huh. And then yeah, is this where she goes? It it starts with an H and ends with an Ero, and yeah. he's all like bashful, and yep. and 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 he bats his eyes at her. That was bad. Oh, you thought it was bad? I'm sorry. Starts with an H and ends with an Ero. Oh well, yeah, that's bad. But they're flirting and stuff. They're they're chemistry. Yeah, I love it. yeah. It really they can get away with a lot with me. <laughs> Uh, and then Lois goes out on the porch And yeah, she immediately has a vision It's not like she's laying, sleeping, and dreaming It's, this is, it's hitting her As she's fully conscious um, And then uh, Angel Runs up and grabs her and is like, was it a vision? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so yeah, And then with the end, we find out that the doctor was uh, A Kryptonian And he released the virus And uh he uh, he found the key to getting their powers back. It's it, you know, um, and uh, uh, he saw that the that he saw the House of El symbol, and he thinks um, Jarell is here on Earth, and Jarell is going to be able to help them get their powers back. And he's like, "Listen, see, I used, I you know, Zod, and Zod's like, well, you used, um, sorry, he said that the antidote was created using uh, Jarell's blood, and the, see, the risk was worth it. Worth it. Now we know." That Jarell's on Earth and he's going to help us. And Zod's like, oh, yeah, that was great. Neil. And then he bets him. <laughs> so. Jarell is on Earth. Jarell is. They, they, well, they see the House of El symbol. They don't know anything about Kal-El. So it's Kal-El. 
Well, yeah, he's been burning the symbols. He's not talking about the but one, that, the one that uh, Stuart saw. He's talking about seeing the symbols in the city. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Echo. Echo. Okay. It's it's turning around. It's getting better. Yeah, it's the Brian Q. Miller episode. It's getting better. Yeah. This is the one where the toy man is back for revenge because you know what? He got set up for a murder he actually didn't commit. <laughs> 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 so uh, we get this cool hostage situation at the beginning. Clark goes in there to save the hostages and he, and uh, he thinks the guy wearing the mask and the explosive belt is the actual criminal uh-huh. and he rips the belt off and knocks the guy across the room and uh-huh. uh, it was actually a hostage and then he does a Captain America he leaps on the on the explosion and it completely rocks his world it messes him right up and he ends up uh-huh. g- gaining a new power uh-huh he can hear what Lois is thinking welcome to what women want smallville remix A.K.A. Can you read my mind? (laughs) And for the most part, it works, except for the times where she's it. She she, he has to hear her say something, and then it go back to regular, and then he when it happens too fast. Yeah, he gets confused. I don't like it. Yeah, excuse me. It's not good. Uh, you should get your hearing checked. Hot stuff. <laughs> How about when uh, Clark ends up overhearing Lois being really irritated? She wore a thong to work. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what the uh, general says. <laughs> <laughs> also, we see Dunkin' Donuts sponsored this episode. Uh, this guy was standing there with a donut and a coffee with the uh, the brand name pointed right at the camera uh-huh. <laughs> in the forehead. And I gotta say. <sighs> Maple donuts, so good. I know that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't get rid of Lois; she has internet on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, Clark uh, discovers that Oliver actually owned the textile factory that this hostage situation came to. So uh, he goes to Chloe, meets up with her at this Metro coffee shop. And uh, what? Oh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, movie of the week is Afterburn. I saw that yeah. at seven fifteen and nine fifteen or something like uh-huh. that. Uh, and I like how Chloe like immediately tries to make sure that he can't hear her thoughts. <laughs> and uh, then she tells him to ask uh, his dad. And when she leaves, um, Clark has gone full earshot. Like everybody around him, he can hear their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but there's no like uh, uh, shooters waiting to <laughs> like in mm. that, that Buffy episode, I should say, in case people don't understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, it turns out this whole power was is a test that Jarrell is giving him as part of his training, and uh, because he made an, a mistake in assuming things and didn't listen and use his intuition. Um, this power is going to help him nurture his Kryptonian intuition. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else? Uh, so there's hostages at the hospital. Lois investigates and Clark helps with his, uh, his little new ability to see if keep people honest. One lady doesn't want to talk. She's afraid of the INS. Oh yeah. Because it's like a sweatshop. Yeah. Yeah. And another one uh, just wants the limelight. 
And uh, yeah, because they're like, he's short. No, he's fat. No, he's tall. No, he's <laughs> short. Whatever he said, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. By the way, that was uh, that's a kind of an in joke because uh, in one incarnation uh, in the comics, a toy man is uh, short and fat, and another one, he's tall and thin. So, oh, yeah. okay. And by well, the way, that guy, then- oh, that guy is uh, played by one of Harley John's brothers from My Zombie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and so then Clark tells him, uh, if you're just doing this for attention and nothing else, have nothing exciting happens, and you're, you know, he really uh, gave it to him, and, and then Lois yep. was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she really is impressed because uh, he asks her out and uh, reads her mind because she really wants to go to the monster truck rally. And she's, he says, well, we go to the monster truck rally. And she's like, what? Um,. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Lois is very, very charmed. Meanwhile, in Mexico. In Mexico? We're going to Mexico? What's in Mexico? Uh, well, there's a Mexican bar, uh, some senoritas. Oh, yeah. And some music that sounds a lot like Santana and Rob Thomas's Smooth, but it's not quite. But it's quite. not. <laughs> it's <laughs> so close to it, though. It's really funny. And yeah, Ollie yeah. just gets into some fight, a fight with some mobsters, uh, and Tess saves him because she's got this yeah. automatic weapon in her hands. Yeah, that was boring. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I mean, what's the deal? What's and also, the deal? <laughs> yeah. Oliver is in love with Tess. Uh, we mean Oliver. Question mark. Uh, Oliver, I don't think is in love with Tess, but he sees her as uh, a person that he's been close with before and has a connection. To. Okay. Uh, anyway, back at uh, Smallville, um, we're at the Talent Apartments. Um, Lois is bragging to Chloe about how she and Clark are on the same wavelength, and Chloe is like, "Hmm." And Lois says, "Who'd have thought Clark and Lois versus the world?" And uh, Clark just happens to walk by a hospital room where this guy is thinking some exposition for Clark because he needs to know <laughs> all about uh, who who set him up. And it's a uh, some guy who's talking about toys and is going to make Oliver Queen pay for what he'd done. And we see a toy shop, toy workshop, and there's a copy of the Daily Planet. And uh, we hear, let the games begin. <laughs> <laughs> So were you excited to see the toy man back? Mm, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The theme of the season is Steph's Darkest Hour. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Tess tries to get Ollie to talk, but Ollie just wants her to cut to the chase. She tries tries being close with him, you know, tries to figure out what's going on, but he's he's in jerk mode. So she just says, address the shareholders, then you can fall down drunk in a gutter after. And uh, then Chloe gives it to Clark for eavesdropping on Lois's thoughts, and then standing her up because. And he says that uh, you know he was trying to keep her out of danger. He didn't know the toy man was here, and he you know he's in hero mode now. He's got to take out the toy man, keep her away from that event. Um. So Clark is about to sneak into the gala when Lois arrives in a monster truck. <laughs> that was bad. Why is it bad? Because. <sighs> It was just bad. I thought it was didn't bad. work. It worked, and that's when she says, "I have the internet on my phone." <laughs> mm, you can't, you can't get rid of me. I've got the internet on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> she thinks Clark is scooping her. 
stabbing her in the back, setting her up, and scooping her. And um, and he's got to play into it just so he can get rid of her. Meanwhile, uh, Oliver is steps up to the plate, the literal plate <laughs> that he's standing on, um, and uh, he speaks in the mic. I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> he's he's got a speech written for him, and it's uh, it's pretty rough. And it turns out that you know he he has has to put this earpiece in, and um, uh, and it's, uh, it's Toy Man trying to get him to read everything. And don't move, you're standing on a bomb And just incriminate himself And then there's a bit of feedback from the earpiece Which brings Clark back to normal And uh, he's, I think he says Thanks dad, <laughs> which is funny Yeah, that was weird mm-hmm. And then for, From no information He deduces That the uh, Plate Is not pressured Sensitive that it's on a timer And then he decides That the toy man is a robot Yeah he says that um, Yeah toy man Wants to control the outcome And that he wouldn't risk uh, Putting himself in danger And so then when Chloe uh, Hacks into the Fire alarm Mm -hmm. Sets the fire alarm Everybody gets out except Clark Then that's when Oliver Gets off of the Mm-hmm. The plate, yeah, plate. Thinking mm-hmm. that he's going to kill himself, but it doesn't go off. Yep. So, because he knew Clark would survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and Clark uh, has a little moment with him after, and he says he hasn't been paying enough attention to everything. He's been neglecting people in need, you know. Uh huh. Assuming all these things, and yeah, he's got his. He's got his intuition back. He's 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 not going to assume things as much. Um, and Ollie says that uh, he personally uh, didn't earn what he's got. It's all just a mask. There's nothing underneath uh, the the Green Arrow outfit. And Clark says, "Just because you've given up on Oliver Queen doesn't mean I have." And he races off to an alarm, and Ollie sees a reflection of Lex Luthor staring at him, and he throws his drink at it. Well, Lex Luthor, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, double, double. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, Winslow, uh, the toy man, gets a bullet to the kneecap by Tess, telling him to leave Oliver the hell alone, pretty please, and gives him a new toy that, like you said, and wants wants him to figure out how it works. And um, Clark and Lois make up. Clark wants Lois's help with the article. And uh, and apologizes And she says good thing it was only Like a date mm. And I don't know if you've noticed If you notice in this scene especially We've got a little bit of a Clark and Lois love theme this season It's it's uh, I, I'm not sure if it was It was a, a, a parent much uh, In previous but keep your ears out for it Because I like it Okay Okay and uh, yeah, folks, we're gonna probably wrap this up because it's uh, really late, especially in my time zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Steph, I, I really hope you have a better time next week. <laughs> Me too. You've had bad weeks on, on our watch, you know, but you you usually come right around. So yeah, not this bad though. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right, should I even ask episode of the week from you? <laughs> I mean, rabid and 
Echo? Echo, yeah. They were better than uh-huh. the first two. I, mean, I think I enjoyed Rabid more yeah, than Echo. Yeah, I too. Echo's close, but Echo, so, yeah. I mean, Echo was funny. It had some funny parts, amusing parts, but... Uh, like Lois in a monster truck. Like Lois <laughs> calling him Sailor and hot stuff. And, <laughs> Again, and like a Lois date, and the, uh, the, you know, we're we're going out on a date, but we're not calling it a date. Yeah. If somebody were to ask you out on a second date, they would need to do it on a slow news day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of cute. But still, I think All in All Rabbit was more enjoyable. I've been reading a uh, a, a article um, written on the site Birth Movies Death. When Smallville first arrived on Hulu, this uh, woman who is a huge Smallville fan actually wrote up like this long, long article, like just talking about every episode that she liked, and you know, to point out different strengths of the season. And she is uh, probably of like mind to you. She does skip quite a few episodes this season. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's mainly because she wasn't a big Zod fan. So we'll see how it works. We, you didn't get a lot of Zod in this. So, um, okay. So shall I tell you what's happening next week? Please do. Okay. The episodes are roulette, crossfire, candor, and idol. And, okay. um, here are your teases. All right. Uh, an Oliver-heavy couple of episodes. Okay. Uh, Oliver meets a girl with a dragon tattoo. Mm. Oliver also gets someone new in his life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lois and Clark get close until she finds out something he hasn't told her. Mm. <laughs> Lois and Clark try morning TV. What? <laughs> They go, oh, they go on television on a morning show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite badass test moments. <sighs> um, we finally meet Jorel in the flesh, and he looks nothing like Tom Welling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two more. Uh, Clark meets a couple of super friends, and the final one Clark discovers Facebook. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's huge. It's got huge implications for the series. Facebook exists. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks uh, for joining us, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to me recap most of this while Steph. Grunted. I'm sorry <laughs> that I hate it. I'm sorry that it makes me sad. It's okay. There's... It depresses me. I'm I'm really depressed. Aww. I feel like Chloe. Aww. Well, just so you know. Does she pet back up? Well, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, even when her husband was in the hospital in another city, she was peppy. Yeah, well, she come on, she didn't like really. She was into Davis from, at that time. She's like, eh, mm. you know. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>